accessing library computer data. Out there, there are no saints. Just people. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to our run-through of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. We are up to the penultimate episode of the second season. It's episode number 25. It is called Tribunal. It aired on June 5th, 1994. Written by Bill Dial. Directed by Avery Brooks. His first um, directorial chair assignment for uh, Commander Sisko here. He would go on to direct a bunch more, but this is his very first one. It's called Tribunal. In this episode, when the Cardassians arrest Miles O'Brien for working with the Maquis, he's put on a Cardassian trial where the verdict is known before the trial begins. Guilty. We're joined by Modi. Modi, how are you? How do you pick the episodes that you give me? Because it seems like you give me a lot of bad ones. <laughs> did, did, did you? <laughs> I don't think you... Um. Well, I think that'll that'll be... Maybe that'll be something to discuss because I, I didn't think this one was all that bad. So that's interesting <laughs> okay. that you, you didn't like it all that much. Um, I don't think this one's particularly great, but I think that uh, it's interesting. I thought you were going to accuse me of giving you like an O'Brien bias, and I, did, I couldn't remember. Oh, if I that's given true you... too. I got this last time I had the uh, the Troy bias. Now I got the O'Brien bias. <laughs> I'm the O'Brienologist now. Fit in the slots. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Cardassians, their judicial system, O'Brien, cosmetic surgery, and I think a whole <laughs> lot more. But outside of that, we, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to play an audio clip. And me and Modi are going to come back and we're going to break down Tribunal. Don't worry. We haven't done anything. Thank you for your cooperation. I have orders to arrest you, Mr. O'Brien. Arrest? Search the ship. What are the charges? You have the right to refuse to answer questions, but such refusal may be construed as a sign of guilt. I I demand to know what I'm being accused of. You deny all knowledge of this crime, then? How the hell am I supposed to deny something when I don't know what you're talking about? So you do not deny all knowledge. We are Federation citizens, and we have rights. Yes, yes. All your rights, as defined by Cardassian articles of jurisprudence, will be protected. It's funny. So you should lead off why you uh, you didn't think that this one was very good because I think this one oh. is, um, maybe not the heights of season two. It's probably not a top five or anything like that. But I think it's a it's a fairly good, darkly comic exploration of the Cardassian system i think it's more i think of it more of an episode that really fleshes out cardassia than anything else but uh how about you you let me know what See, you thought to me i don't know it felt like they were playing kelvin ball with the way that cardassian political and uh, uh, uh criminal justice system works it, it mean it just it just kind of felt like they were making it up as they went along and this is like the brand new lore they're introducing those, how this whole thing works and it's just it's just this is a lot of wrapped up when you start analyzing their their justice system there yeah that doesn't like quite add up when you really think about it i feel like but um yeah i don't know it just felt like they're just kind of making it up as it went along which i get i know this is all fiction none of this actually (laughs) happened but somebody's got to make it up at some point it just i don't know it doesn't feel like it was thought through as much as other things in in the show have been i think i think that um i think that what i i think that maybe the issue with the episode is that it's very trying very hard to be a it's almost like a satire like it's not it's not grounded in 
the universe of Deep Space Nine on some level. Like it feels like it's a little bit of a um, like an exaggeration and a detachment, and it, it feels a little bit like a play on a lot of uh, in a lot of ways. It doesn't to me. It's the, maybe the the biggest problem with the episode is that the tone is a little bit inconsistent because I think they probably could have gone for more of a um, dark comedy angle, which is what the trial is. But everything around yeah. the trial is not really that way. It's really just whenever they're in the courtroom, it's like that. Um, but I mean the like the the processing sequence. Uh, like, what did you think of his processing sequence? Do do you think that was um. You you just oh, tell me what did you think Removing teeth and in, in the in the scanning they're doing and yeah yeah strapping them down and all that I mean that was I don't know I mean again if you're if they're going for the dark comedy route then it doesn't it it feels a little too dark it felt like that uh, God I'm gonna forget the that was the name of the episode but the one where Picard is uh, chain of command uh, talking about the yeah yeah it was it's just kind of like it had feelings of that but in that scene anyways but other than that it didn't i think i think cole meany did a great job in this this episode i just don't know what the rest rest of it really yeah see i think that chain it's different from chain of command and because chain of command is like the serious version and this feels like the goofy like i always kind of laugh during the uh in the processing scene with o'brien and i don't know if i'm supposed to i don't know if that's supposed to be like really horrific but the just the way that they play it and the angles and everything and the quick cuts and the light in his eyes. And he looks like he looks terrible. And like, he's, he's, um, being so slapped around and they're, you know, they're tearing his teeth out and stuff. It, it strikes me as very over the top and goofy in a way that the chain of command torture scenes weren't, they felt more realistic and grounded. And see, that's what I thought they were going for. But then now that you mention it, it does, maybe that's what they're, they're trying for. They're trying to make it echo that, but do it in a, I don't know, it doesn't seem like they're being fair to Cole Meany then if this is like, they're treating it not as seriously as the other situation. Because, I mean, he seems like he's taking it very seriously and yes. not playing it yeah. for laughs. And, and you know, he, he keeps repeating that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Miles O'Brien, my my off my rank is chief officer. Just, he keeps repeating the exact same thing yeah. again and again. Citizen of the Federation. Um, Citizen of the Federation again and again and again. It's, but it doesn't have the same weight as it did before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've seen someone do this before, obviously, and it's just not, didn't have the same weight when he was doing his lines there. I mean, I think that, I think that a, a kind of a common weakness of the show and maybe the series and maybe the franchise in general is that the, the races like the Cardassians that are played off as this um, sort of state worshiping, uh, torturing, authoritarian, fascist regime. The the tone of Star Trek has a really hard time selling the seriousness of what they do as a people, like how horrible the Cardassians are. Um, it doesn't. It, it because the show is like you know PG rated basically, and they have to show it during syndication, and, and it's like for you know young audiences. It's never really. It's funny to me because it's overt. Like they show you what they do to people, but it never comes across or feels like it really lands or sticks for me. Like I never. I, it always seems a little it's bit comically goofy. evil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the 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 problem there is this schism between the Cardassians are really sort of like in. In the sense of everything that they do, they're really terrible. They're like they're terrible people, and this is a terrible society. But they never it never really sinks in for some reason. Like I have to I have to think about 
why they're so bad because the show doesn't want to really revel in that badness. And I think that maybe this episode suffers a little bit from there because it takes it in that comic route, which I think would be necessary because if it wasn't somewhat funny, this episode would be just a a lesser, a far lesser version of Chain of Command, like you were saying. Yeah. So I guess the the humor of it did not it didn't it didn't hit for me. I guess was the problem. I wasn't looking at it as a dark comedy when I was watching. It. I was like, oh, this is kind of stupid. That's what I was okay. seeing it as. Yeah. And yeah. it's like they're trying to take it. They're trying to. I don't know. Maybe they're if, if they didn't go far enough with the the over the top, um, you know, nineteen eighty four kind of stuff they're doing. Uh, that, if they could have gone a little That's further with aspect. it, then then maybe they could have they could have done a a satiric, satirical thing. I don't know if they're skewering. If it's a satire, that was the thing. It's just so like it's not like communism exactly. It's not like it's not like other dictator regimes we've seen. It's it's just not like it's 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 not far enough to be funny. It's not like a Doctor Strange love kind of over the top kind of bureaucracy thing. Oh, see, I, I don't know. I, I think I disagree. Just because I I think it's. I think the script is pretty funny and it's playing it pretty much like a joke. Like they have the line of, uh, she's like, well, he's scheduled for his execution on Wednesday or whatever. And Keiko O'Brien is like, how can you schedule an execution before you've had the trial? And the Cardassian says, we believe in swift justice, which is a joke. See, that's, like, that's a joke I heard line. that I heard that line on the show and then I read it. And it was a lot funnier when I read it than when I heard it on the show. I don't know what that is. Maybe I was in the wrong mood when I watched this one. <laughs> I was like, that's actually a pretty good line on paper. And that's pretty funny on paper. But it didn't, it didn't hit for me, maybe. This delivery of it maybe didn't hit for me. Interesting. Were you... I mean, I, I tend to sometimes suffer from watching episodes like that where I if I'm if I don't if I'm not really aware of the tone that I think the episode maybe is eventually going for, I tend to watch it with the wrong glasses on or something the that first could be. time. Yeah. Um, because I, that is I, funnier on paper though. I, <laughs> that's true. I think that I, I think if I watch this episode, not taking it as a sort of like farce, I think it would be a very, it wouldn't be a very good episode. I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's that's think I think that's the problem. Is how I approached it when I first watched it here. Yeah. Now I I went back through and I read you know the memory alpha uh, uh, wiki to prepare for this and that kind of thing, um, and I was reading those lines and I was like, this is actually funnier than what I saw it the last time. So right. maybe that is something to that. Because I, I think that the my favorite my favorite part of the episode besides the whole 1984 vibe, which I think is a good fit for the Cardassians, is the um, I forget what his role was, but basically uh, O'Brien's lawyer is excellent yes that was pretty funny yeah he's 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 a very he's a very good um i i like the fact that he 100 percent believes in this you know there's no yeah. there's no moment where he breaks and says like oh you're right you've convinced me that i've got the error of my ways he 100 percent believes in this he's close to retirement he doesn't he's, want to stir the he's pot he's serving his purpose yeah he's he's doing a good thing in what he's doing yeah never for once never once doubts the regime so i mean What's your? Did you think that the episode didn't do a um a decent job of fleshing out the Cardassian civilization? This is the first time we've ever seen Cardassia Prime. Interesting. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's odd that we just all of a sudden just got dropped on a Cardassia Prime for the first time here. Yeah, it, it, that is that is. I don't think we saw enough of it because it it does feel very like much like a bottle episode in one certain ways because a lot of it takes place in the courtroom, which seems like a very very small confined space. Uh, it takes place in the shuttle and uh, the runabout and it takes place in his cell, which are all very like very tight, confined spaces. And there's not like a whole lot of idea of what the rest of Cardassia looks like. Yeah. Aside yeah. from the few uh, exterior shots that well, the same exterior shot we saw a lot of times. 
It's where, where apparently groups of three people stand around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that the, I think the architecture of Cardassia is interesting. It's, it, it obviously is just kind of copying the space station architecture. They tend to like swooping arcs. That seems to be like a defining mm-hmm. uh, trait of Cardassian architecture, but it reminds me of, have you ever, have you ever seen the movie? Um, not Equilibrium. It's the one with Christian Bale uh, where he's the Kung Fu gunfighter. Oh, yeah. Is that Equilibrium? Um, Let me check this. Hold on. I mix that one up and the, what is it, like X versus Sever or whatever it's called? That's the other one that I confuse it with. It is. Isn't there like another one called like Ballistic or something like that? There is. is it, or that's the same one I'm thinking of. That's with Antonio Banderas, right? <laughs> this is. The, yeah. Equilibrium is the Christian Bale e- movie. That's the Christian Bale one. Okay. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of that. It's the same. Cardassia is obviously a a planet where they have huge view screens where people are just speaking propaganda to the to the masses as they all sort of go about their day. Um, because we get a lot of view screen stuff where people are talking, you can't really understand what they're saying. But the the point of the trial is to send out a message to the population, just a purely propagandistic, the state is always right, the state will always be there, and the state will always protect you message to people, which I, I they've always set up the Cardassians as that way. They are defined mm-hmm. as a military dictatorship and everything. I think that this is a, I don't know, I, I, I appreciate the fact that the show 100% goes into it, and it does a little bit of Star Trek tweaking at the end where Odo is putting up a fight about what's going on. And she says, how about you? And the judge is like, how about you respect our judicial process? Uh, you know, like we would be expected to respect yours if we were in your side of the uh, the wormhole or whatever. And I think it's a good point. It's it, the, the show is basically kind of making fun of TNG's ethos right there of the like the moral relativism of everything. Like mm-hmm. you can't really judge these other cultures, but you can clearly judge the Cardassian culture, I think, is a wrong. This is not the right way to have a trial. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't, they wouldn't bestow the same latitudes that the Federation would. I mean, the Federation's many times been willing to give people over back to the Cardassians uh, for very, like, well, I mean, last time I was on the show even was was a situation when there was exactly that. There was, there was uh quark's love interest that was giving gonna be given back to the cardassians oh that's right yeah. the federation was all for that um that they have to be in their jurisdiction and all that it, but not one choose other foot apparently maybe be a little more careful about doing that in the future yeah because this is how your people are gonna get treated which is exactly <laughs> my point though like it's it's like it doesn't feel like that could exist because you wouldn't be able to have there's no reason the federation would give people over to them if, if federation people were treated like this by them you wouldn't have that reciprocity then so there wouldn't it wouldn't be able to continue like this, right? And I, I think that's the. I, I I was kind of wondering about that. Like I think that's just a byproduct of the Star Trek universe, right? Like the. Well, I mean, it, it's tough to say. Like Cardassian, you could see Cardassian society existing like this for limited periods of time, really, like a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I could see this. At least as long as like a. You know, as long as like fascist Germany existed and stuff like once yeah. you maybe if maybe if Germany hadn't pushed itself into like a bunch of wars trying to take over everything, maybe things would have been different. They'd still be that way today. But I don't know. The Cardassians seem pretty aggressive with their conquering, too. And it just in this like open Starfleet Federation 24th century society, it seems hard to believe that a population could still be propagandized, I guess, the way that the Cardassians managed yeah. to do it. I, and I know that 
you know, it's not a realistic show. They're meant to be just a um, symbol or like an analog for something. And maybe the, the I'd be willing to go and criticize this episode as just saying that maybe they went a little bit too far with it. Like the, the trial aspect of Cardassia is a little bit absurd on some level. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think you have to, in a, in a series that has so many episodes and goes on for so long, I think you have to allow these sort of weird one-off episodes that maybe don't have a big impact on the, the overall like message or perspective of that but race. But for the second to last episode of the season to be that, that's crazy. Okay. Like, yeah. I could see yeah. that. I could see this like, you know, a few episodes back, but then they're like, you're going into the final episode of the season and it's this kind of episode. It seems like a, a weird, a weird penultimate one. It does tie in with the Maquis quite nicely, though, which is the two-parter before this, because they mention the Maquis yeah. a whole bunch, and they mention the uh, they sort of call back to that uh, by having Boone be there and everything. Um, what, like, let's even look into the plot of that too, because I mean, this this that part of I mean that part of the problem is that it starts off going going scene by scene here. It starts off with O'Brien being the most unsympathetic version we've seen him ever. I feel like the guy that doesn't want to go on vacation, workaholic guy. And he doesn't really always seem like that because he does seem like a kind of guy that will go and spend time with his family. He doesn't seem like he's neglecting them ever. Yeah. He goes and he was playing racquetball in that one one episode. So he, he does take time for himself occasionally. He's not a workaholic. We know that about him. But in this in this supposition at the beginning, he's a very unsympathetic version of O'Brien. And then he gets into this random conversation with this guy who is doing a very good job of pretending that he knows him. Um, for having never met O'Brien before, I, and I, I was all of a sudden decides to record that. the conversation for some reason. Like, why is he recording the conversation in the first place? Well, and what, then O'Brien walks away, and all of a sudden this guy's like should have been like twirling his mustache when they went. O'Brien walked away. I don't understand why they did like a musical stinger where he's all of a sudden, oh, this guy's evil. But we didn't. It just doesn't make any sense why he's all of a sudden evil now. Well, did we going like once you finish the story? I was a little bit confused about Boone whether or not O'Brien ever knew the real Boone. And I think that he did not ever know the well, real Boone. Well, it sounds Boone. like he... I don't know, because it sounds like he... They they faked his death. Well, they, they killed him off and they, they switched him, right? That's the, that's the conceit here. But O'Brien was fighting like, with him at that battle, right? That set like, set like three or whatever that place is called. I think O'Brien fought there, and that's where the guy got captured. So maybe... Did yeah. he was did he know? Yeah, I think he, he met serving? the real guy before he got captured, and then he got captured, and somehow this guy is aware of O'Brien, so he was able to you know know where, where, where what O'Brien would have been at the war and been there enough to fake it. But I think he met the he knows the he knew the real one before he died, and this is the fake one pretending to know O'Brien, obviously. But I don't know how he knew to know O'Brien, and I don't know how he knew to record the conversation with O'Brien. Right. I don't know that either either parts of this. Right. We don't know if he went to the station seeking out O'Brien or if he just walks around with a um, <laughs> recorder one. Yeah, going going for anybody. Just getting whoever he can. I mean, that's a. I mean, if that's because that seems like his entire t- intention was to be there to do to steal the stuff like he wanted to do there. Yes, right. It's, but it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense why he'd be recording, why he'd be targeting O'Brien because, I mean, I don't know how do you how do you know that he would have access to all this stuff? I mean, yes, he's. Chief of Operations, but how would this guy know O'Brien? Like, how would he know that stuff? Right. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird. Like, is, that is he, he just randomly bump into him? Is he just stumbling around looking for someone who's like a senior officer, basically? And he's and gonna, gonna get them. The plan is because oh, they must. It's a big. It's a big thing. You have to know the inner workings of the security systems 
on DS9 that, oh, they're going to use voice activation for this and I can get in with this only this little piece of thing by doctoring it together. And of course, it's going to work. It's a big leap of planning. It's a it's a big leap of heist uh, planning. So I, I think we'd have to assume that he knew he was looking for O'Brien at the start because of how complicated. Yeah, because that's the, the only way it was. works, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so he, had to, he, had to, he had to know everything, but then he'd have to have like some serious intel about how to get this stuff. Yes, I don't know. Yes, he would. You think you think there there might be an easier way to do it than this long comic? Right. I like mean, if they, they already have all this intel, and they they just knew O'Brien's voice, you could have just like hung around without even introducing a character that he knows. Unless the whole plan was to frame O'Brien for this thing, it was. Yeah, that so was, was like it was like that was the entire plan here. Okay, the, the the plan was to because the Cardassians needed to sell this to the people as a Federation embarrassment. Basically, that mm. would that would allow them to, um, you know, convince the population that the the Maquis were illegitimate and everything like that, and that would break apart the treaty that they have. So it it was a. So O'Brien has to take the fall here. He has to take this the fall. Part of it. It's it all part of in, it. It fits in with um. I think we had talked about it in the Cardassians episode. Like the Cardassians seem to really enjoy long cons. Like they really enjoy very yeah. long, detailed plans that are very complicated and could could go wrong at a lot of points. But uh, they managed to see it all the way through convincingly. Um, but did you? So so, how did you feel about the Boon plot at the very end of the episode? Once it's revealed, it's it's just, it's a terrible. Deus Ex Machina kind of like oh he's he's been he's been uh, cosmetically enhanced uh, changed and now he looks exactly like a human. Like, I mean, it's not. Is this the first instance we've seen of this happening on the show? Um, for a Cardassian, maybe, but we've seen def- we've definitely seen cosmetic surgery to change people to look like different species. I guess so that's I- true. I guess we did see that occasionally on on. Uh, no, next generation too. Yeah, suppose. yeah, happens on TNG a lot, yeah. and um, it's it's probably happened here. Uh, I mean, Maritza and Duet had altered himself and stuff. I I think that the I think the problem with it is just how rapidly it wraps itself up at the very end, yeah. and it's it's one of those. Well, it also wraps itself up in a very boring way of explaining the entire plot to us of what happened. Yes. Yeah, via a very small conversation between Odo and and O'Brien. Yes, and it's just a very. I, I I'm honestly I fell asleep three times during that that closing. It's like did I miss something, <laughs> but I was just I just get I just nodded off like three times during it. But I mean the the problem there is that. It's one of those bad storytelling things where the the mystery is not really trackable in the B plot. Like the, the the crew on DS9 has to solve what's going on, but the story is really focused on the O'Brien aspect. So you don't spend enough time with the Cisco led crew trying to figure out what's going on. So they they just kind of piecemeal you an answer eventually. Yeah, and it, it culminates in them somehow just getting to Cardassia Prime. And the judge recognizing what's going on and she completely flips and she does the thing where O'Brien is recognizes the error of his ways. So the Cardassians get to walk away by saying that, you know, we found this guy guilty. The system works here, but in our infinite uh, mercy, we're going to let him go. And then it, to me, it, it wraps up very much like a, uh, a TOS episode or it wraps up like a, like an eighties sitcom or cop show type thing where they get the explanation and everyone just kind of laughs about what they've what they've done (laughs) yeah um that that to me felt really stupid and you know it ends with o'brien goes on vacation again he's been going through Uh that's i think that's really what makes it a comedy is that he's not 
he's not impacted by what happened to him in the way that would make sense if it was real life. And he just goes on vacation after that. And I, I think, I really think it's important to see this as a comedy. I don't think it's particularly funny, yeah. but I think it's, in, it's no. trying to be a comedy. It it really needed to go. I, I feel like they, if they, if they wanted to go that route, they just wanted to throw it, throw it in that direction. They should have gone further with the comedy of it then and made it more apparent and made O'Brien, a little bit more a little bit less dramatic even about the whole thing and yeah i don't know i don't it's it, it, it's it plays the drama like drama is the problem i think if they would have played it over the top and had this ridiculous situation i mean i don't even know the, the, the problem is also the b the b story of them figure out what's going on it doesn't it's not interesting because we already know what's going on because we saw the guy twirls mustache at the very beginning so we, okay so that's the guy yeah so we don't really need to know what's going on with them like decoding this message and stuff like that i mean if all this stuff was treated in if all this stuff might have been treated on just completely o'brien's angle and they were bringing his information and we had to piece it together ourselves what was going on that might have been interesting uh and still it still played over the top for laughs too maybe i don't know it might have been that might have worked and just cut out the whole them investigating thing back on ds9 i think you can um i think i'd i think i can actually argue against that i think that because Knowing what's going on from the beginning is a nice thematic mirror to how the Cardassian trials know what the answer is. That's true too. You we, know, we get to go their route too. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a. I don't think that they were aiming for that. I think that they just wanted to. They the, the writers of the show wanted you to know that O'Brien is innocent. I don't. The the yeah. whole, the whole point of the episode is not to go through wondering how O'Brien did or did not do this or how they're going to prove or disprove his guilt it's to know that he's innocent of it and then he's still a man accused right and, push you through yeah. it i don't know it's, it's 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 tough because they're still playing for drama i mean i don't know if exactly because we know he's innocent and we know he's probably going to get out of this fine so i don't know it's just, it's just it's just it's just i don't know didn't hit you on the right level it sounds like it yeah it didn't get me it didn't yeah. get me no, that, no that's that's fine i because I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a great episode. I think it's fairly solid. Um, I mean, let's see here. I, th- I think we pretty much actually talked about everything that uh, that I thought about the things that you would change. I just, I wanted to harp on. I think that the performances are pretty good across the board, and I think that the uh, just the the concept of this is just it's very 1984. Which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. I, I, anytime that they can push the Cardassians in a 1984 direction, I think it's the right way to go for them. Um, but you, I think you also have to take on the on the level of when you're reading 1984, you don't, at least I don't, spend the time wondering how long that regime could last. You know, like why do you? Yeah. Why do you think that 1984 the regime to? And I agree with this. Like the regime in 1984 seems like it has a staying power that the Cardassians don't? Is it just because the Cardassians interact with people who aren't of that world? Yeah, because they they're not controlling the entire universe. They have to they have to negotiate with the outside of it. Yeah, and they've also if they've also lost in the past. They've they've created treaties and that kind of thing um, to make peace. So it's just yeah, I don't think that given that they have to interact with the outside world, it doesn't quite hold up as well. Yeah, maybe that is maybe that is the difference, and that's like the fundamental flaw with the. Um, trying to set up a authoritarian or like a how would you describe it it's not authoritarian they're they're authoritarian but they're like um dystopian i guess like a dystopian fascist universe or something and i think that Mm -hmm. as you're saying you need to totally control the information 
in that world to be effective as right. a government. And they have, they have, we have heard of rebels and that kind of thing already happening. And it, it seems like the way they're setting this up, that that wouldn't be able to happen the way they're making it look at this in this point. Um, so, so would you say that maybe the Cardassians, well, maybe, maybe the Cardassians are actually a little bit closer to somewhere like North Korea in real world? I, I think that's a good, that's a good comparison possibly. Yeah. Cause the, the population seems like it can break away. They're just under the thumb of the dictatorship. They're just in it. Yeah, yeah they're just yeah. they just fully believe it. They're 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 drinking the Kool Aid. Like yeah. they they know they, it is a cult. You know, like they they're in it. Hmm. They're fully in it. Interesting. Yeah, maybe maybe they are more like the yeah, the Koreans in that. Well, anyway, I think we've uh, we t- we had a good chat about this episode. I'm going to play an audio clip. Me and Modi are going to come back. We're going to listen to some patron thoughts, and then we're going to get our final thoughts about Tribunal. Please don't ruin this for me. I'm only a year away from retirement. We have new evidence to prove O'Brien's innocence. New evidence? If O'Brien is accused of stealing warheads from Deep Space Nine, we can prove that he didn't do it. Of course he did it. He's been found guilty. Someone manipulated a recording of his voice to gain entry. I can produce that recording here. No evidence can be submitted after the verdict has been reached. You should know that. Of course. But I was hoping that the most renowned conservator in all of Condensia... You flatter me, sir. You flatter me. But we want justice, not chaos in this court. No, I will have no part of this. All right, guys. So if you uh, support the show on patreon.com slash the Penske file, you can leave thoughts about upcoming episodes. They get read on the podcast. We react to it. Uh, There's only two for Tribunal. So maybe, Modi, that uh, would tend to push me in your direction that maybe it's not a good episode the episodes that people don't want to talk about are usually the ones that uh are the not, forgettable ones yeah the forgettable ones but we only have two which is interesting stephen cobb says tribunal the prisoner processing scene was good the camera angles and cuts really helped communicate the confusion that o'brien was feeling keiko's acting was okay at times it's never great but there was definitely some passable scenes it is surprising how quickly kira and to a lesser degree dax were willing to assume the worst about o'brien I don't think O'Brien's strong feelings about Cardassians was very well established beyond a few one-liners in prior episodes. That lack of rabid Cardassian hatred makes it hard to believe that O'Brien would steal a weapon and risk his life slash career. Because of that, it seems like the whole DS9 crew is doing an injustice to O'Brien by even entertaining the possibility that he could have done what he is accused of. Except for Odo. He's a suspicious mofo, and him being skeptical is always appropriate. Um, I, I think I disagree about O'Brien. I think they've really hammered home the fact that he doesn't like Cardassians in I don't know I mean it, it they, they they brought it up at the trial and they didn't hammer it they they definitely they they carefully stepped on it with the conversation with him and Boone but they didn't go far enough I feel like in that conversation to really sell him as uh completely and utterly hating Cardassians now and never going to trust them again and it will just go out of his way to kill him if he sees them kind of thing. It doesn't <laughs> seem like he's, he's wait, he's far too diplomatic to, to have any kind of hatred like that. So we don't, we don't ever buy it. And it is like, like your, your patron said that it is odd that, that, uh, that uh, Dax and, and Kira kind of jumped, like jumped against him immediately. Um, that doesn't seem like it would happen knowing that they know him so well. That's, that's interesting. I think I, I think I disagree, although I would agree with you that maybe on this episode they didn't set it up well, but through, if you go back to like TNG's The Wounded, which is where the Cardassians were introduced, O'Brien clearly hates Cardassians in that episode, mm-hmm. and that's a different series. Yeah, so maybe I guess given, not... given on the history of him, I mean, from what we know from other episodes, in this episode I didn't feel it, but given what we know from him from his past, we do. Well, I was, so. 
I was wondering what the point of that hatred was in this episode. It it serves the well. That's the thing too. They don't want him to be. They don't want to be suspicious here. They want him to be innocent, clearly innocent, for this to work. And so they, they it could have been a different episode completely if they wanted to play it as maybe O'Brien is uh is suspicious in this case, but they don't really want seem to want to go down the avenue at all. Yeah, I I think that the like I I don't. I know that they bring it up because it seems like a nail in O'Brien's coffin in this Cardassian trial that he doesn't like them, but it doesn't really, it doesn't change anything for me because he would still be arming the Maquis. I guess it just gives a motive. The Cardassians think that that gives a motive for him to do this with the Maquis, but it mm-hmm. it, it felt like it was just a, a point that they were trying to hit, and I didn't really understand why it was important, why he needed to hate them. Um I don't know. It just it it felt a little bit out of place, I guess. Let me see here. The next second and last comment, Kyle Barrett. Tribunal. Throughout all the torture, wrongful imprisonment, and trial by the Cardassian Judge Judy, all I kept thinking about was why would O'Brien care so much about leaving his hollow camera on Deep Space Nine? Couldn't they just replicate <laughs> one when they got where they're going? Seriously though, I do feel that this episode deals with the fallout of the Maquis storyline, even if it's just tangential. Or I, I like the episode that it deals with the fallout. However, I am disappointed that Dukat never appeared. I feel that the episode would have been a bit more effective if Dukat was in Gull of Vex role. Um, yeah, I could see that. You'd agree. I, I feel like I'm a little bit out on an island with this episode. I, I would not want Dukat in this episode because only because I think that because it's a comedy, it would be too confusing to have that character be here. It, the tone would be mm, wrong, yeah. I think. You would bring a wrong energy to it, yeah. Yeah, and and just like sort of ping ponging that character back and forth between super serious and then this goofy trial type thing. I think it's better to have a we know Gullivac, he's been in previous episodes, but he's not as developed as Ducat, so I feel it's it's good to separate them a little bit there. And and just on the level of um Ducat can't be everywhere, I guess, if you're trying to if you're trying to make this universe seem like it's a big place, like they they have to introduce some other Cardassians, yeah. I think. I, what'd you think of uh, Cardassian Judge Judy? Actually, uh, was she the same person in the in the cell when she first meets him, where she's like, "Oh, we're gonna make you very comfortable here," and yes. you know, yeah, we want you to right. Okay, that's pretty great. I think she's awesome. <laughs> that's because I, I like I like that because it didn't seem like the same character at all to me. That she turns once she gets behind the bench, she just kind of turns it on. Oh, sure. And then she's sure. like, she's like the the welcoming hostess at first, and then then she just she had a totally alternative alternative meaning to everything she was saying before, and it kind of just works then. I think for an episode that relied on a lot of guest actors, I think they were pretty uniformly good across the board. Yeah, there there was not one that I was like, oh boy, they they really they really should have improved on that casting there. That was no good. I think that the for the three major roles, which would be Boone, uh, the judge, and then the uh, defense lawyer, I think they they did a pretty good job of getting everything right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Let's see. I think that's it. Yeah, there's only the two comments for Tribunal, so people don't really seem to care for it. Uh, but Modi, how about you give us your rating? I'm interested to hear what you have to say here. I am going to give it a two. Sure. Um, because, I mean, and and really, I was going to give it a one when I first watched it, but reading reading the, the, the parts that actually on paper they are funnier to me and hearing you defend it now, it does it does maybe make it. I'm willing to concede that maybe I misread it the first time I watched it. So. Sure. I'm, I might even watch it again now and then regret regret and see why did Pensky talk me into this. But I wouldn't say it's I, might, I might give it a try. I wouldn't say it's that good, so I wouldn't I wouldn't rush out. Um, I'll give it a try like in like six months. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I forget what it's about, when we're done with this, um, 
I'll give it a three. I think it's like it's it's like a right in the middle three. Um, I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, I watched it. I just I watched it as a refresher uh, just before we started recording with my wife, and she fell asleep. So I, I know it's not a particularly riveting episode <laughs> of Star Trek. It's a vote um, of confidence right there. Right. It's <laughs> going out to the, the average Joe. Someone made a comment on YouTube that the, they were laughing at the fact that we uh, use our wives and girlfriends as like the average Joe metric. Like they're the person that like determines whether or not something is. I mean, a... I fell asleep four times during this, so it's not <laughs> that unheard of. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I, I like I, I just personally like that kind of Kafka-esque, goofy, farcical I don't know if it's satire. Maybe it is more satire than farce, but it's. I like that kind of silly tone, even if it uh, in the larger universe it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I I kind of like one-off episodes that do that in Star Trek. Um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. So I'm going to give it a three. Modi will give it a two. Thank you guys very very much for listening. All the social media links will be there: Discord, Facebook, Twitter, blah blah blah. There's a Reddit, there's a subreddit, click all the links. They're all in the video description of the podcast. You can check out uh, those things there. And I think that's it. Patreon.com slash the Penske file. You want to support the show, that's the best way to do it. And if you don't want to do that on Patreon, why don't you try rating the show on iTunes? That's the next best way to support the show. Um, But thank you very much for listening. Even if you don't do any of the above, it's much appreciated. Modi, thanks very much for coming on. Anytime. Do you have any uh, anything we want to go out with here where you have some non sequiturs? I don't really have anything planned before we wrap this um, up. God of War is pretty great on PS4. I mean, oh, it's yeah. Have you probably played? one of the best games of the year. Have you, did you just start playing or have you been playing I'm it for about a while? Half, I'm maybe, maybe a third of the way through, I think. It's, it's, I got a lot to go and I don't get a lot of time to play games that aren't on the channel. Yeah. So, but what I've, I've, I've loved what I've played of it so far. It is, it is pretty amazing. Interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to give it a whirl, I think. Um, I'm playing through what the hell am I doing? Final Fantasy VII with uh, the mods, which is interesting. Oh, nice. I've never done that before. Um, there's is a retranslation mod. There's someone who took like six years out of his life and retranslated <laughs> the FF Seven story. Um, and I would highly recommend if you like those games. I would play it with that mod. It it is a remarkable how badly localized that game was i know that everyone knows that it was badly localized but it's it yeah it makes no sense when you read the original translation and then you read what the sort of like redone relocalized translation is everything seems much clearer it's not as much of a, a mystery as i thought ff7 actually was it's actually kind of cut and dry what's going on um i think that's cool. it check out god of war check out the be a cause mod for ff7 modi thank you very much for coming on no problem. We will be back with the Gemhadar, which is the season finale for Star, uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Season 2. So, we'll see you then.